This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. And of course, it's the day that you get to set the agenda. But there are a couple of things I am really excited about this morning, really excited and happy about. So first of all, the breaking news that the government has authorized the release of AstraZeneca for second doses. As I've said many times here before, I and my family, and uh, not to tell secrets, Jane Brown here and a lot of other people I know took AstraZeneca at a, as a first shot. We had no issues with it. It's a good vaccine. So we were waiting to see what would happen. So the government announced that it is releasing the doses they have that will soon expire for the first round of people who got it between the 10th and the 19th of March. Uh, and I am not in that group, but good for them. Those who want it can get it. Now, after that, people who got it after that will apparently get it a, a week or so later than that. The thing about that is those supplies, I don't think, have been confirmed. We were supposed to get a quarter of a million doses of AstraZeneca. That's the federal government this week. I think they landed, but whether they've been sent to the provinces and all of that, uh, I'm not sure of the details of that, though I'm sure they are being worked out. Uh, it's very good news because the other thing is what we know about AstraZeneca is that the best time, the optimal time to get your second shot is uh, 12 weeks after the first, and that's when it would fall if you got AstraZeneca after um, March the 19th, then you'll end up getting it 12 weeks after, which is presumably the best time. The other thing I'm excited about, you know, we're going to see some of our friends on the weekend to another couple in the backyard safely. But hey, that is a step up from talking on the phone or maybe earlier we would meet for a walk, but you know, you didn't really, weren't really able to sit together, certainly not to have a meal together. I am excited about that. And of course, there's golf and tennis. So uh, the numbers to call 416 360 toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, if you were it, got an AstraZeneca shot, are you now ready to take the second one? Or are you having second thoughts about that? And are you planning anything this weekend? And what do you think about the whole plan for reopening? Let's go to Lisa in Kensington Market. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Libby. How are you? I am fine. I am excited. Good. I, I'd like to feel that way too, but I, I'm a little apprehensive. 
Um, as you, you mentioned, I live in Kensington Market, and our neighborhood's very different than other neighborhoods around the city. Uh, not all, but, but most of them. We're a destination. Uh, people come down here uh, for various things to socialize and have a bite to eat and do a little shopping. But uh, last weekend, I was very disheartened. I, went, I came home very depressed because it wasn't the first time that I've had uh, people kind of up in my face and being very disrespectful. Um, you know, I went to a friend's uh, restaurant to pick up some food, stepped aside for these people that I thought were going into order food, but they were just grabbing her hand sanitizer, no masks on. And I made a comment about, oh, I'm glad I stepped aside so you could help yourself to someone else's stuff. And the girl turned on me uh, on the street, called me a... a, a, um, You don't have to repeat it. (laughs) And uh, I came home, I I was just completely depressed, uh, knowing that this is what's been going on socially with this whole uh, pandemic, people running into stores and giving people hard times. Um, It's just very disheartening. I, I just wanted to put that out there, that I wish that we could all just be kind to each other and be friendly to each other, especially when they're coming into our neighborhoods. I don't even feel I can go out into my neighborhood uh, on the weekends or on a busy day. Well, I, I, risk. I understand how you feel. If there are too many people, um, I would bet that they are probably younger people who are not worried about themselves. Yes. Uh, you should know where uh, we keep hearing that, that the risk outside is much, much smaller than the risk inside. And I mean, sadly, if, if your neighborhood has a lot of people and it's crowded, then you certainly should wear a mask outside and maybe you want to avoid being there and, and go somewhere else. I mean, I get that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, my street is extremely crowded with people walking and some of them are disrespectful. Lately, it's been a lot better. But yeah, lately, I mean, it. There are people like that. I think it's in a minority. Most people I've seen run into are are pretty nice about things. I, I wish I could say the same. It's it's been ongoing well for the last year, but uh, in particular um, Augusta and Baldwin streets, they're just there's no social distancing at all, not at all. And I'd say that seventy uh, percent of the people are not masking. I double mask. Well, not just for myself, but for whoever I might come into contact with. I have had my first uh, shot, but irregardless of that, um, just, I don't know, there's just seems to be this, this blanket of negativity and uh, a meism going on where people really don't care about the other person. I mean, to call somebody an old white bitch. Well, uh, uh, I think the the old there probably indicates that, again, you know, some younger people, Uh um, they uh, don't think it affects them, though, in the latest wave, a lot of younger patients. Lisa, I hope you have a good weekend. I hope that you can see some people that you like. Yep. (laughs) And I hope you have a nice weekend as well. And thanks for taking my call. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Stay well. Okay. 
Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. We got the scoop yesterday on the province's plans for reopening. It's a staged thing. So first of all, is it going to change anything for you? Uh, as I said, just the fact that we can now have five people together outside is exciting for me. And the weather is fantastic. And we have plans. My husband and I have plans to see another couple in our backyard tomorrow, have a bite. Uh, and you know, it is a small, thing. And I'm so excited and happy about it because really over the last while, it hasn't been possible. I mean, I I have met up with people to take a walk sort of at a six foot distance, but you know what? It's not the same. And then there's that whole issue of tennis and golf. People are really passionate about those sports. Uh, some people have been able to flout the rules because there are courts that were not locked up. There have been people playing on them. I know people who've been playing on them, but now you can do it on the up and up. Uh, and in terms of golf too, people are very passionate about their golf game. So I want to hear from you. Do you have anything planned this weekend that you haven't been able to do for a while? Are you going to see family, maybe your kids, your grandkids? I know that people have been having these kind of fleeting backyard uh, kind of meetings, but to me, this is different. It, the weather is perfect and you can actually sit down outside and have a drink or a meal together. Let's take a call from Marilyn and Lindsay. Hi, Marilyn. Hi, who are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm great, too. I'm excited. I think the, fine, the, the government has finally got it right. I am, you know, nursing background. And because they're saying a certain percentage of vac- people have to be vaccinated and we'll do this stage and another percentage and we'll do this stage, they're putting the onus on the people and I think that's a great way to go. And I'm really excited because my husband had one cataract surgery done and it was canceled just as he was getting his second one done. And we've had a phone call this morning and he's going next Monday. That is fantastic. That's another thing that happened this week. The province lifted the order against having elective, and I put elective in these little finger quotes, elective surgeries canceled. These are procedures that people need. They're just not emergency, emergency, emergency. Uh, And a lot of them are cancer surgeries, which, you know, um, Mm -hmm. elective is a funny word. So uh, I'm glad to hear about your husband. So I would say things are looking up. You bet they are. Yep. We're finally getting there. Okay. Thanks. Thank you so much. You have a great, great weekend. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's go to Donna in Burlington. Hi, Donna. Hi, Libby. Um, I'll just grab my radio down. Oh, yes. (laughs) Everybody, when you get on, you have to turn the radio down or there's a nasty echo. You were so fast that I hadn't even reached it yet. (laughs) Anyway, I'm very happy for you getting the second shot. Well, well, hopefully. Well, it's wonderful 
but I wondered if you knew any news about Pfizer, um, because I'm 77, but had my first shot March 21st, and I'm booked for July 11th, 16 weeks, and I'm kind of a bit upset about 12-year-olds to 17 getting the first shot. I certainly want them to have it, but they haven't finished long-term care, second shots, seniors. Uh, they they uh, they mostly have finished long-term care. There are a lot of people who are saying exactly the same thing that you're saying. And oh that God. includes people who are expert. And they are saying, why are 12-year-olds getting their shots before older people, vulnerable people, are getting their second shots? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, interesting. Yesterday, when I was talking to Dr. Peter Uni, who's the head of the science advisory table, he said he agrees, but he thinks that the supplies will be ramping up so much that we'll be able to do both. We have yet to see that right now. It, you know, Pfizer shots are still put, they're still slated for a four month interval. Again, a lot of people are upset about that. They're now upset about 12 year olds going ahead of them. But, um, you know, the, the situation changes all the time with the supply. We're getting a lot more Pfizer than we thought, even though Moderna seems to be held up. So oh, I mean, that's great. It's just that we know nothing Pfizer hasn't said. You know, I've heard from doctors and that I listen to W40 all day, night, and uh, 740, I mean. 740. And, um, well, well, you know what? what keep listening, and, and as you can be sure that as soon as there is some new information and some new guidance, we'll be the first to tell you. Right. But, I, I just want to know, is it going to be any good when it's three months, two months? when we were supposed to be 21 days, you know. Well, the, okay. So the thing about the 21 days or the 28 days, mm-hmm. that's the timeline because that's how they did the trials. Right. And they did the trials like that because they wanted to get these vaccines out. Right. So um, the other day I was also talking to uh, an epidemiologist who's in charge in one of the hospitals in Kingston, uh, Dr. Gerald Evans, and he was saying that he thinks that ultimately it'll turn out that three months is the best time for the mRNA vaccines as well. Uh, and there's real world data because in the UK and in, in other places, they did stretch it out. They, they stretched it out to th- three months and that seems to be okay. The big okay, issue was, so we just got to get before four months. <laughs> well, the, the issue is nobody has tried it at four months. So there's no data. We are right. alone in that. And that's why a lot of people are upset, but maybe, maybe as you say, more is coming and maybe we'll all get it. But I felt the same way about the massage therapist ahead of me, and now it's the twelve-year-old. So, well, I don't actually. The massage therapist bothered me more. <laughs> I I don't blame you, and you know, next week we'll be talking to some people about that. I don't know if it's going to change anything, but like no. I said, a lot of people agree with you there. Oh well, thanks a lot, Libby. Love your show. I enjoy it every day. Okay, thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
Okay, we will be taking more of your calls on the other side of the first break. Again, uh, we have a call waiting to talk about some fun activities that haven't been allowed planned for the weekend. I would also want to know your take if this new news about uh, AstraZeneca shots being released for second doses, that's something I'm excited about, though uh, we are not in the first tranche of people to get it. Uh, and um, whatever else is on your mind, there's a staged approach. We just heard from a former nurse that that likes that approach because it depends on percentages of people vaccinated. And it also has this waiting period. So one of, I think, the big mistakes that happened is that we opened things briefly even though there was modeling that said that that things were about to explode. So in in this instance, every stage is going to last at least 21 days, and they're going to see if it leads to an increase in cases. To me, that makes a lot of sense. So the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Like to hear from you, what's on your mind uh, in terms of the weekend, the reopening, AstraZeneca, all those good things when we come back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. It's the day that we get to talk about what you would like to talk about. And like I said, I'm excited. We're going to see some friends this weekend. People are playing tennis. People are playing golf. And that includes Tom and Ajax. Hi, Tom. Good afternoon. How are you? I, weather permitting, I am playing golf Sunday afternoon. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, how do you feel about that? I am happy. And uh, so are the four, the three other people I'm playing with, and it's uh, it's good news, and uh, that's something to look forward to. Tell me, uh, uh, was it hard to get a tea time? Because I've heard that a lot of <laughs> courses they're they're like full up. Oh yeah, people. You know, I wanted to make another point after this one, but be nice to the people on the phones at the golf courses. They're overwhelmed. We uh, ended up getting a time at a local executive-style course, but that's okay. It's only the second time out this year. You don't want to be trying to play a 7,000-yard par 72 course the first time out. <laughs> like what, what's it, what, what is that? Forgive my ignorance. A I local executive course. Is that nine holes? No, it's, it's, well, there can be nine or 18 holes, but it's mostly irons. You only use your driver once. Uh, a lot of executive courses, you don't use your driver at all. Some holes are only 67 yards. The longest one's probably about, I don't know, 195 yards. Uh, so. You you sound like you're practically a professional. So what, what kind of a golfer are you? How often do you usually go out? Well, we go as often as we can uh, afford it, because unlike some people think, we're not all rich elitists and members of King's Riding. We do our golfing at local courses where you can get uh, you know deals online at under par and things like that. So we golf as often as we can. 
and uh, one and or two times a week if things are really good. And I'm we're just duffers, you know. We just go out what's what's fun. your handicap, if I no may? Idea. Sorry, no idea. I've never tried to figure it out. <laughs> okay, it, it's it's a complicated formula that they do free in the clubhouse. I have no idea how they do it, but um, if I knew my handicap, I'd probably stop golfing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but, um, uh, everybody, also be nice to your pharmacist. Okay. With a uh, buddy of mine just called me. He got his first dose March fifteenth, so he's apparently uh, eligible for yeah. this first batch. Right. Uh, the pharmacist that he personally knows, the guy just found out this news this morning as well. Took him hours to get in touch with his distributor, who told him, "I have absolutely no idea when I'll be able to get these doses to you because they haven't been officially released." We don't know how or when to pick them up. Then we have to get them to our warehouse where we can distribute them to all the stores. And I don't know when that will be some point next week. Then you can start phoning people and making appointments. And the pharmacist, Marty said, every second word was the F word because he was so frustrated. Uh, you know what? I, I, that is a really good point because, uh, I even, well, first of all, my, my family were not in the first tranche. We'd be in the second tranche, but, but, um, you know, I'm sure that I don't, that the pharmacist didn't get much of a heads up about this. So apparently yeah. there are still a small number of the, the doses that are about to expire. Some, are in pharmacies. I don't think very many. And some are in some central holding facility. So they have yet to hear what they're going to get and when. And in terms of the ones that just landed, if they just landed, uh, who knows? So that's right, people. I think it makes sense uh, to give your pharmacist or wherever you got your first shot a chance to figure it out because they may not know much more than we do right now. No, it's a small chain, but he said, my, he said, my distributor has hopefully, he says, sometime mid-next week, and then you can start booking appointments to get people in before the 31st when they go bad. And he said, the poor guy's just pulling his hair out. He doesn't know what to do, and so is the distributor. So people, you know, be nice to your pharmacist as well if you're trying to find out when you can get your second dose. Okay. All right. Have a Thanks. good weekend. Bye-bye. Okay, Clay and Ajax. Hi, Clay. Hi, how are you today? Fine, how are you? Not bad. I was just saying to the young fellow that answered the phone, uh, they, when they report the Ontario uh, totals for COVID, all they're doing is a GTA, Libby. <clears throat> they're not doing all of Ontario. That's not, not true. Anyway, the other thing I want to do is, on behalf of all Canadians, I want to apologize to the Asians that are being mistreated. I was born in Sudbury, which I don't know if you know Sudbury, but it's Polacks, it's Ukrainians, it's Kraut, you name it. Uh, you're you're using very derogatory terms there, so <laughs> maybe stop that. No, but I mean, that's, that's what it was like growing up, eh? It was too bad. I mean, thank God they overcame that. But like I say, on behalf of all Canadians, the Asians, they're, they're like us. I'm a third-generation uh, uh, Canadian, you know? And, you know, they're hard-working people. Why are they being mistreated by individuals it's stupid it's exactly you are exactly right that uh, this has unleashed a lot of anti-asian hate uh i would think uh i would blame some of it on donald trump but <laughs> but i don't want to open that can of worms he's gone <laughs> i hear you anyway you have a good weekend stay safe okay thank you for that clay let me give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we've got, is it Agnes in Richmond yes. Hill? Yes, it is. 
Okay. And I would like just to air my anger with the older people, like my age, who are so selfish that they want to have the vaccines before their grandchildren. I hope to live another 20 years, but those are the young ones that if they, their youth goes, it will not come back. This is the age when they get learn their manners. This is the age when they uh, develop, when, when they get ready for life. And they are the ones who will carry the economy of the country. So I think the young people definitely should get their vaccines. Well, here is the rationale for people who say that older people should get a second shot before the young ones get the first. So the data from places that have had a lot of vaccination, like Israel, is that the kids end up being protected if their parents are vaccinated uh, to a certain degree, to a large degree. And also, we know those kids tend not to get very sick. A lot of them are asymptomatic. So the theory is that, for instance, if you have, like we had a caller last week, her father is 97, he gets care from people who uh, may or may not be vaccinated, and he is still vulnerable that maybe he should go ahead of a 12-year-old who is very unlikely to get quite sick. I think there was there was one terrible, very tragic case of a 12-year-old who died, but um, very uh, unlikely. So that's the thinking behind that. Uh, yes, there are always uh, special cases. I, I agree with that. But I still think that opening or making sure that the life is secure for the young ones and the ones who are going to care about us and care about Canada and about the economy should have priority or at least the same chance as the older ones. Okay, Agnes. That's all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a nice weekend. Right. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Do you have any special plans for the weekend? Things are opening up a little. If you're a golfer or a tennis player, you can get out and play. I know that there are people who are doing it illegally, but now it's on the up and up. Also, uh, gatherings of up to five people outside are allowed. The weather is beautiful. You can see a few people in the backyard. Maybe you are already meeting your kids like from the back door or taking a walk, but now you can actually uh, have a seat, take some time, share a meal, all of those very good things. And what about AstraZeneca? If you had a first shot of AstraZeneca, you can get a second dose. The first people will be those who got it between the 10th and the 19th of March. So let me know what you think about that. Okay, we will take a call from Melanie in High Park. Hello, Melanie. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. So your street is as busy as mine. My gosh. Um, what I want to say is that I've been listening to all these accusations against the general. Now, I don't have a son, so it's not like I'm, you know, I have an issue with that. But I'm very concerned how 
this injustice on the general has been perpetrated. We don't know anything about what the accusation is. And men in this society today can lose their jobs for things 32 years ago. And yet certain institutions of politicians, especially in policing, they can't be touched if they've assaulted, raped, beaten, or even killed somebody after two years. It's still, it's, they can't be removed. They actually get a huge pension and they... I, I don't know about that, Melanie. Well, yeah, we don't know a lot about... Well, but why don't we know anything about the general? Don't, don't accuse men. It's bothering me that men can be removed from their jobs 32 years later. How do we know it's not a vengeful act? How do we know it's not that? But we this, don't. So this is, this is unfair. But it's being investigated. Thanks for your call. Um, yeah, um, it is a very... Uh, what we know, and it's from a leaked report, is that this involved an issue of Major General Fortin uh, exposing himself 32 years ago, which seems to me like something that you cannot prove. Uh, it's going to be, you know, um, one story versus another, if that is the case. If you're talking about sexual assault, then I don't think there should be a statute of limitations. Uh, and yeah, it might be, you know, there, there's so much of this in the military. Maybe they're being super careful. And it's been referred to a prosecutor in Quebec who will decide whether to proceed with Charges, So he's denied everything, but uh, uh, Melanie is right on one note. Who knows? Who knows? The, the whole handling of all of this, I think I can safely say, has been a big mess. Okay, let's get Jim in Pickering. Hello, Jim. Hi, good afternoon, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. You know, when oftentimes life is not making sense to me, I, I'd like to call uh, Libby, and it, I feel better after that. You know, you put it into, yeah. you know, it makes more sense after I speak to you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I don't understand today is, yeah, people are happy to go out and play golf. Like, I just play outdoors, and I'm out saying, blah, 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 on the playing fields, but I don't. So people are happy. Now they can go out and play golf. They can go and play tennis. They can go. You are going to have a gathering of five people, right? Four, four. Four, four. <laughs> well, I, oh, I have a recommendation. I have a suggestion for that. And me makes five. But anyway, Libby, why can they not open a barber shop and do every other chair and you're wearing a mask and this is their livelihood? And so everybody wants to get excited that they can go out and do this, this, and this. But do you ever stop? Do we ever stop and think about these people? But if there was a really good reason for it, but if you go to barber shops and we were wearing a mask, both the barber, and the uh, the person, the customer, right? Right. So, and even space them out. But why can they not do that, but they can get all these other people together? Well, uh, you know, you ask a very good question, and the, the only answer I have for you is that they, decide, they uh, all those people on the tables or whoever uh, is, you know, it's also hard to know which advice the government is taking, but w they took the advice that, uh, that, personal services are risky and sitting outside five people sitting outside together is not. Wow. So that's their, that is their decision. And I remember I was at the hairdresser. I wow. was at the manicurist, you know, when there was spacing and fewer customers and masks and uh, nothing happened, but uh, you know, 
uh, and I think that a, a lot of the epidemiologists that we talk to here on a regular basis, I think they would probably agree with that. You know, don't mm-hmm. open the personal services, but I don't, I don't know how much, you know, there were a few big cases from spas and places like that, but most of them I think were pretty safe. Yeah, and even, uh, Libby, I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. They could even do the hair outside. I mean, they really could. It's, it's just that, yeah, everybody wants to get excited about, you know what, they're kidding themselves. I really don't think people are as excited as they say they are. If they are, well, you know, they're not very deep. But, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I'm fine. not deep. I'm excited. Are you excited? I, well, yeah, because I, uh, I'm i going to see some friends I haven't seen for quite a while. Yeah, that is nice. Well, enjoy and have a very nice weekend. Libby. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye now. Bye-bye. Okay, Leanne in Hamilton. Hello, Leanne. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> so I've been listening, and I have a couple of comments about some of the um, <clears throat> topics that were being discussed. Um, first of all, I'd like to mention the need for massage therapists to have their shots because they're an essential service. They're a healthcare provider, and massage is healthcare. And um, for especially for mental health and individuals that have um, strain injuries and things like that. So then, the massage therapists they need their shots to be able to treat their their patients. So, and then I want to speak about the twelve year olds. I have a twelve year old granddaughter. So to me, it's relative. It's relative that she is able to get a shot and be able to eventually go back to school. Then I have a comment about the military. The military do a very thorough investigation of all of the, of the complaints brought forward. So that's the process that's happening now. And people just need to be a little patient and a little less reactive and let the process play itself out. And one more thing, I would like to encourage every little 90-year-old that's in their own home that has a healthcare worker coming into them to demand that that healthcare provider have their shot. Well, because you can demand all right. you like. I, yeah, they have the right. No, you that. don't. You absolutely don't. You can demand all you like. And, you know, there are a lot of them who will say, I want to make my client comfortable and I will disclose. But the actual and I just did a show on this and I talked to all kinds of experts and and uh, on dealing with home care. They do not have to have their shots, number one, and they do not have to disclose whether they are. All right. I'm not saying that they need to disclose to the patient, but each one of those healthcare providers are are hired by a governing body. Do you agree with that? Uh, they're hired by that, but there's privacy things. They are the worker is not required to disclose. The usually the employers ask, but they can say sorry. I don't have to tell you that. And uh, the, the, you, you can demand it all you like, and all you can say is, if you're not going to guarantee it, I'm not going to have your service. But if you're a 97-year-old, then that could leave you uh, up the creek without a paddle. Leanne, well, I, thanks for I your call. Certainly, I would certainly ask 
about that. Oh, you can ask. It's just you don't necessarily have an answer. Thanks for your call. I've got to get to my break before we go. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And that brings to mind something else, an issue that Leanne just brought up. You know, here in Canada, an, an employer can't demand that people are vaccinated. In other countries, this is happening. In the UK, not everywhere, but some. I mean, even people who work in long-term care where the people are most vulnerable. Uh, you know, should we change the law so that some people, like healthcare workers, should be required to take a vaccination? Uh, what I've heard from people here so far, no plans to go anywhere in that direction. And what about those vaccine passports that we may all end up needing? Tell me what you think of that on the other side of the break. And again, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. We are heading into a long weekend and uh, we have a few restrictions that have been lifted. So there's a little more you can do this weekend than you can do today. And that is golf and tennis and uh, gatherings of up to five people. Let's go right to the phones. We've got Douglas in Oakville. Hi, Douglas. Oh, hi, Libby. Listen to your show. Excellent. Thank you. Um, my comment, uh, just to put out other people, uh, uh, me and my wife are over 60. We live in Oakville. We, have, uh, we only have Pizer at our hospital. We have had ours two months ago. We just walked in, 15 minutes, and walked out. No big deal. So why in Toronto there are so many problems with, uh, like, lining up and uh, lining up for hours and going at 6 in the morning? Like, is there something different than Oakville and Toronto? Well, uh, I don't think there are a lot of problems now. I think the problems have been sorted out. And in terms of the lineups, what the authorities and the doctors figured out worked really well in areas like Peel Region, where you have a lot of essential workers mm-hmm. who have to go to work. They have these pop-up clinics, mm-hmm. and you you just line up, and it's not booking on the site. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I think... I don't think there are problems in Toronto now, and I've heard from well, a couple of people. Uh, uh, see, a month ago there was. Yeah. No oh, yeah. A month ago there were problems. I, I've had mine for three months. <laughs> I'm ready to get my second one. Well, my good for you. Seven in Peterborough. Did you She's had both of hers? Did, you you said you had Pfizer or you had a Astra? Well, the only one at our hospital, we only have one main hospital in Oakville, and all they do is the Pfizer. That's it. Nothing else. 
Okay, well, good so for you. When I go back, I will get the same one probably. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, they the other equation about can you intermingle them, can you mix them and everything. That's to be sorted out in the future. I don't think it's a problem, but, you know, I'm not an expert on this. <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's an issue for you. It was mostly an issue for people who got AstraZeneca. We weren't sure if they were going to be released for second doses. They are. But uh, there is that, I mean, there's just been a whole huge mess around the communication. So I think that is more relevant for people who had AstraZeneca. Douglas, good for you. Okay. Thank Thanks. You, Bye. Bye-bye. Scott in Kitchener. Hello, Scott. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. I'm a first-time caller. No. Welcome. I just want to make one quick comment about the reopening. Mm-hmm. Well, five people in your yard. Mm-hmm. I think he should have did six, because most people have couples. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. That is, um, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I I hear you. I don't know what's going to happen if, if you have six people in your yard instead of five. But, but, I mean, if you're going to have people over in your backyard, mostly you invite couples. So I think you should have had that six. Just my opinion. Okay. Are you going to have people over? Uh, probably not. <laughs> and I have to agree with the other calls about the hair cut. Uh huh. I mean, if I can't go for a haircut, my hair is going to be longer than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what she's going to think about that. It gets pretty no. scruffy, though. Maybe you can get her to cut it for you. Yeah. So, anyways, that's just all I have to say. Okay, Scott, thanks for that. Okay. okay uh, we're going to go to Ed in Toronto. Hi, Ed. Uh, good, afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. How are you today? Quick uh, question. Yeah. Two things. Uh, I've just about boating. They mentioned they've opened up to golf courses and um, tennis and what have you. What about launching boats? Because that's been a real, so far this year, I've not been able to put my boat in the water. Um, because they give hefty fines. If you launch your boat, they'll ticket your car. Okay, well, I, I have just looked up because I did not know the answer to that. It's a story... From May the 6th, though it's not completely current, out of Barrie, and it says, Boaters anxious to launch are moving into a sea of confusion with different rules for different municipalities. Uh, <laughs> so what can I tell you? I can't help you. <laughs> but uh, it, I guess it's different depending on where you are. You're in Toronto. Where's... Where's your yeah, boat? I'm in Toronto, and I would be probably launching either in uh, on Lake Simcoe or on Lake Ontario. Okay. So, um, and I heard that Innisville was not allowing people from outside of Innisville to access their parks. So, uh, uh, yeah, um, Ed, I'm sorry, yeah. I can't, I can't help you. <laughs> I don't know. You know, people out there, we have a few minutes left in the show. If anybody out there knows what the rules are for Lake Simcoe or what's the other place you might launch? Just like Ontario. 
Lake Ontario. Uh, around Toronto. Around give us Toronto. a shot. What about your, do you have a marina? Wouldn't they know? No, no. Uh, well, no, see, marinas are also not allowed to uh, let people launch. Okay. Uh, maybe the, work, but you can't launch. You know it's, what? It's not. I would say right. if you go to the government website on the reopening and read like the full Monty, the full detail of it, it might be yeah, there I've got somewhere. A hours to do. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that, okay. Ed. I hope you have a nice weekend anyway. Thank you so much. One last thing I just wanted to say I like what Doug Ford has done. He's been between a rock and a hard place. And honestly, I think he's done a decent job. Okay. Thank you for anyway. that. Have a great great show and have a good afternoon and a happy weekend. Thank you, you too. We do have a few minutes left in the show. You can still call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Cheryl in Thornhill. Hi, Cheryl. How are you today? I know you're fine because everybody asked you that. That's right. You don't have to ask me that. Thank you for not asking. (laughs) The first thing I want to say... Open the barbershop for poor John Tory. He's getting so much flack about his hair. <laughs> well, um, I would call the flack about his hair what we call a humble brag because for a guy his age, he has a really pretty I darn good head of hair. of hair. So <laughs> I'm I'm calling that a humble brag, which well, like, oh, go. my hair is so long, <laughs> it's so thick, isn't that terrible? But in the, to see him on on the news, it just looks so funny. <laughs> Poor guy. I don't look much better. Um, uh, My question, well, I don't think you can answer it anyway, but my beef is that the chiropractors are allowed to to, um, have their service. Yeah. And massage therapists. Well, my massage therapist that I've been going to for years, he got further certification as an osteopath. And he's done some marvelous things for me because I have um, osteoarthritis in my neck. And at one point there, for me to look down at something and try to lift my head up again, it was extremely painful. And he fixed that, and I've been going to him ever since. He owns the practice. He hires a, He's got a number of massage therapists. But he can't practice. As an osteopath. Right. And I, he was trying to explain it to me. I didn't understand it totally. But it's got a history, something about um, they were employing during one of the wars, and they needed more doctors. So they had doctors, but people that were osteopaths or did that sort of thing, and they made them doctors. So now it's something about they'll only allow them if they've got that designation as a doctor. He's got all his certification, and he's amazing. Yet he can't practice. So it has nothing to do with COVID. It, it has to do with... No, it's, uh, with, no, it's with COVID. Okay, I'm, is is it is it because he's not a doctor or no? They they uh, claim he's not an essential service, ah. although massage therapists are. Okay, well you got me there. Uh, you know, it seems to me that all of those things are actually pretty similar because chiropractors do a bunch of things. I go to one regularly. Massage therapists, well, they just do massage and I mean. You yeah, got me. An osteopath is one step up. They're dealing kind of with the whole body. They do kind of a cranial thing. It's just the uh, motion with their hands or what they do with, with your skull. But he's, he's 
he's great. And I get one appointment with him, and then they close down. They open up, I get one appointment with him, and they close down again. Because I go every month. Right. But I just don't understand the distinction. I'm yeah. just putting it out there. You, you ask a very good question. Because, yeah, I'm sure that the uh, points of touching and everything are, are not that different. No. And he wears a mask and the gloves and the sanitation and all that sort of stuff. And it's, he doesn't really understand the distinction either. But there you go. There I go. Okay. Well, uh, you know, um, do your exercises and hopefully it won't be too much longer, Cheryl. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Uh, Rachel in Brampton. Hi, Rachel. Hi, uh, Lizzie. I love your show. Thank you. Great, great show. But I'm, I'm actually calling to say I, I have a special need uh, son, and uh, he's been on virtual uh, the whole year. But the teachers are amazing. The educational assistant. Uh, I can I mean, I, I can't thank them enough. The, the work they do is unbelievable. I see, the, I see it every day how they're engaging these kids. They're trying to engage them and motivate them. And it's just, uh, it's just uh, you know, it's, it's fantastic work they're doing. You know, well, so. that, that's, that is a very nice way to end the week by thanking people. And it's, it's good to hear that even though in-person classes are off now, that your son is doing well with the virtual learning. Right. Yeah. No, it's like it all has to do with... The, the support the teachers are uh, giving uh, every day, and they check up uh, even when they're off. They they text me and they and they tell me whether he's uh, focused or not focused, and what I can do. And I'm telling you, it's, uh, those people they don't get enough pay. <laughs> so let's see. Okay, well I'm glad that you are giving them some, Rachel in Brampton. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Have a nice week. You okay. too. Well, uh, that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for the week. We're heading into a long weekend. Uh, Bob Comsick will be in the chair on Monday. I'll be back on Tuesday. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the slightly relaxed restrictions. And uh, we'll talk again next week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.